Hey, what's going on, turds? Hope you had a great fucking day. Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 25th of August. Good day, busy day. Still feeling that energy. Still using that analogy of the beehive that has been perturbed, not from one angle, but insulted from uh, a variety of angles. The multitude of stressors that are working on our society. Probably worse than it's ever been. Talk to a uh, guy just now about, um, you know, he's guy's in IT and he was saying that he had an issue with a client, employee, it's okay now, but it's bad juju, and I said, you know, I don't know if it's related, but it seems like everybody's just kind of frazzled right now, and people are at each other a little bit. How does this translate to the work environment? Well, it can make it hostile. It can make it um, stressful. People can do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. I think about this, um, and I'm not sure. Everybody knows, listening in, that I'm a fairly zany guy. Now, how does that translate to not not zany, but like I'm I'm calculated. I'm 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 thought out, but I'm also very spontaneous. And think back to that personality test, the Myers Briggs type indicator personality test that I mentioned last week, and uh, I was a little bit offended because, or not offended, just maybe introspective because it said that I was spontaneous and I would always think about the, the consequences of my actions. That's not true. But I do like to be authentic, and I do like, that usually means spontaneous, and um, creative, you know, and I'm fortunate to work for myself, you know, because just like anyone else, if I worked for, if I wasn't my own boss, I might become perturbed, disgruntled, I mean, I work well with others, but anyway, I'm just trying to relate to people who might have issues right now, like I'm pretty, uh, far as I know, all my employees are very pleased with the type of boss that I am and the person that I am. I try to be real and all that. Anyway, that beehive, that analogy, the stinger's out. It's true. I had a, uh, uh, somebody works in the psych industry, like for a major um, clinic in the area, came in today and individuals, um, muscles, or like somatic. Somatic means body of the body, but it's a term in physical medicine when somebody is somatic. Take that to mean that their muscles are just in a perpetual state of contraction. So they're tense. And uh, it's normal for somebody who's just coming in in pain to be a little tense, but 
I think it fits well with my hypothesis that this is just a big pressure cooker, a perturbed beehive with buzzing and friction and stingers out. And here's somebody who works in that environment daily and should be somewhat numb to it, being so familiar with people who are, you know, having issues. So that's the world that we live in right now. And what I propose is that we take a deep breath and and think about things. I, I spoke to another gentleman today. Really enjoy this guy. Funny as hell. Great sense of humor. He's had a real tough time over the past couple of years. Had an injury. Hardworking guy. Um, couldn't work. Was suffering extensively, lost his income, had this whole, you know, injury he was trying to heal up with, trying to live his life, you know, the people that are, they take pride in their work and and they have no qualms with, you know, saving and buying the things that they want anyway, a lot of people are like that, like they work their ass off, I got buddies that I grew up with that they work hard and constantly, and so they're proud of the work they put in and, and in the, um, the money that they save and the, the cool things that they do when they finally have a moment to breathe. Their stress out, their outlet is to buy a boat or buy a big vacation or um, build a house, put hardwood floors, you know, whatever it is. Anyway, this gentleman uh, I've been dealing with a lot of this stuff over the past couple of years, I've been very, very stressed. I haven't seen him for about a year and a half. And I would see him weekly previously and um, came in and he basically put his cards on the table and said, listen, I've been miserable. I've, I've been in a real tough spot uh, mentally and physically and I want to take the power back. And, and I know that you're, you're a workout guy. Would you consider you know, doing some personal training sessions? I couldn't tell him no. You know, basically anybody who would ask me something like that, you know, well, there'll be some compensation in it, but I would never agree to some sort of like, you know, regular weekly thing. I just don't have it in me to meet people and I'll, I'll take the guy through the gym a few, few weeks in a row, you know, a few visits, few, uh, visits to the gym and we'll be workout partners and I'll just do what I would normally do and show them the ropes, how to, you know, what are the different machines, what does a three-day split, four-day split look like, what exercises to do to appreciate a result, and that would be like his physical therapy. That would be a way out of, um, like, exercise as a method of physical effort that would help liberate somebody, that would help help them fortify themselves, have feel good and better about themselves, to fight back, you know, to give somebody a tool that I'm familiar with, knowledge that I have to my credit, you know, that I can help people with. I'll never say no to that. You know, I've done that. I've done workouts with people in my office. I've done anything to help. And so I couldn't say no to this guy. He believes in me. And I took care of him, and we loosely agreed on this is what we're going to do text each other, reach out, hey, I'm going to the gym this time in the morning, and helping him will help me, and 
come up with some reasonable agreement on uh, payment for this. Should be compensated for my time, but just want to fucking help people, you know? So anyway, there's that. Um, so I will say, just in closing, about the the beehive theory. Dr. Drill's beehive theory. Um, when they say things like, everybody's in the same boat. This is a phrase that been, has been utilized, maybe overutilized, uh, during the pandemic and during the, you know, all the stresses that we've um, collectively been exposed to, some more than others. Um, we're all in the same boat. I think that that's true in many respects. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same hive. We're all in the same situation where these stresses are working on us. You don't have to experience them yourself because if you're any type of human being, you'll feel these things coming off other people. These stresses emanating from them, reflecting off of them. It's like looking at the hot pavement in the desert or something. You see that the waves of heat radiating off the blacktop. You can see stress. You can feel it, right? What is it? What is it when somebody around you is antsy, is stressed out? How do they? How do they look? How do they act? Well, they're shaking. They're sweating. They are not relaxed. They're um, maybe they're talking fast. Maybe they're 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 always negative. They're talking about all their problems. Um, their heart rate is up. Their digestion is down. They're in fight or flight mode. So you, when somebody's having a physiologic response like this, it expresses itself. Um, and it's it's out there. For somebody who's attuned to these things or even somebody unattuned, you know, when you walk out of that room after dealing with, you know, being in the presence of somebody who's got some shit on their plate, you're going to feel it. It's going to be like a, a load, a burden that you carry then. And it's okay, because, you know, you listen to somebody, you, you're there for them, you encourage them, maybe you can help them. So that's why when, when this gentleman, if I can meet him at the gym and I can give him a few adjustments and, and try to hit them with some positivity, it does help me, because otherwise I just have to hear him complain, and I have to deal with the physical manifestations of his, um, you know, his spinal pain or whatever he's feeling. So maybe if I can, it's definitely a bigger idea to show people how to take better care of themselves, to inspire them to take care of themselves, you know, to demonstrate to them to, uh, how to take care of themselves, to engage with them in the things that healthy people engage in. Sleep, exercise, reasonable eating, positive social interactions. This guy feels like he doesn't have a friend in the world take that back, maybe his wife speaks very highly of her, says that she's the more patient, the more kind, says they're sharing this, this role, this situation, so it's, it's okay, like you're not in this alone, but what a great thing to say, so that's why I say we're all in this together, there's strength in that, when you admit that, you know, you're under fucking duress too, you know, oh, you're having a bad day, you know what, me too. People tell me all the time, because I'm on top of them, because I'm working with them. They tell me 
what's going on in their life. It's because they know that I care. So it's an honor to take on these problems with them. It's my job. All right. Close that chapter for now. So this is cool. I might have mentioned that I'm thinking about... I'm already planning our summer vacation, one of them, for 2022. We're going to go to Maine. All right? We're going to go to Bar Harbor. We're going to go to Acadia National Park. We're going to eat lobster and lobster rolls. We're going to walk out in the, um, in the shallows during low tide. And we're going to pick up shells and look at little starfish and sea creatures and mollusks. And we're going to get closer to nature walk in forests and around trails and, you know, swim in creeks and lakes and fish and relax and have good conversations and visit breweries and restaurants, taste some of the finest foods that we can afford and spend quality time together in the process. It's going to be a voyage, it's going to be a destination, it's going to be an 8 to 10 hour drive or 12 hours Perhaps I'm told, and it's an opportunity. It's something that we can start researching now, plan for, save for, research and execute. And I'm excited for it. I really am excited for it. So I can't wait to do that. And I've been looking at Verbos different places to rent. We got seven people there, two families a year to save. You know, we for you know, however many thousand dollars we can get a place on a fucking lake or on the ocean, um, on the whatever. And it looks beautiful and I've got a bunch of contacts. I got a, a buddy I was served in the Marine Corps with. I got a Chainsaw Carver, Burns, Burns Bears. I got my buddy that I uh, went to chiropractic college with. I believe he he practices in Portland, and so I got people that are close to nature up there that are, that are tuned into this. They know where we should go. And I'm gonna start looking. I'm gonna start checking out rentals and venues and think recreational things to do, start looking at photos of um, of Acadia National Park and all the things that are worth doing up there, the touristy things and of course the non-touristy things. I'd be happy with a, a place on a lake, some a little bit inland from all the action. And we'll take day trips to things, places like Bar Harbor. We can always take refuge at the end of the day or, you know, just spend the entire fucking week on a lake. I don't care. I mean, talk about real, real lakes, real non-commercialized, back-to-nature, flannel-wearing, beard-growing, chaw-spitting, beer-drinking, um, lobster roll eating beach combing rocky shore wading 
weed smoking, fish catching, peacefully sleeping, easy living, something different, you know, different from our beach forays, which are absolutely wonderful down to Delaware, it's very special, but it's time for us to hit the road, experience some things while the kids are young, and we'll have some trips, we'll take a trip every year, maybe a couple times a year, do different things, enjoy our time together, you know, so I'm excited, I'm excited to bounce these ideas off of, of others, and to save, and plan, and execute this shit, that's something to be excited about. So I finished up, um, I believe I finished up the Bridge Keeper wood carving. I'm going to put a coat of, paw, of uh, varnish on that this week. I'm going to deliver that, make sure it's perfect. Got a nice payday from that. I got to carve a freaking leaping bass. I got to carve an angelfish. I got to carve a, a bear, lantern holding bear. I got to carve. Um, Shit, a bunch of shit, man. Another bear that's going to be a poolside bear. I got a bunch of shit to do. I got my semester started. I got full fucking lectures. I got students hitting me up about textbooks. I'm going to tell you something about textbooks, kids. I love you. I've been there. I always try to save these kids money. You know, go find a, a an older edition of that textbook. Don't be stressing about this or sweating. Oh, I gotta get this textbook or that textbook. Oh my god, I don't have my materials. I can appreciate you wanting to be be prepared, but it's a fucking racket. It's a bunch of bullshit, and I have endless hours of voice threads and powerpoints and materials and supplementary learning. This and that and the other thing. It's gonna be okay. Stick with Doctor O. God damn it. What do you think about that for educating, for taking the pain away? Something happens and, you know, there's a freaking bunch of uh, COVID infections and they've got to close class down. Guess what? We'll freaking rally and we'll do it remote. And then when the shit, when the smoke clears, we'll do it from face to face again. Well, we got to put masks on. We put fucking masks on. We can take masks off. It's safe. Then we'll put, take our masks off. What do you think about that? Everything's going to be okay. You know, until it's not okay. Because as we all know, there are, there are greater and lesser uh, situations that people find themselves in. And uh, you know, we should all consider, our, consider ourselves fortunate for having these some often small problems in a, in a world where there are big problems. Be thankful you got some fucking small problems. Be thankful with a busy, stressful schedule and being tired at the end of the day, you know? Be thankful for that little bit of self-induced soreness that you generate from a workout. Motherfucker, wait a second. Oh, maybe it's my presbyopia, my fucking declining vision here. I thought that my porcupine grass was cut down. I will kill a bastard, a landscaper. I will beat them with a club. I won't really. 
but, um, you know, I will fucking be very angry. Here's my main friend. Hold on a second. Get out of here, fly, you fucking idiot. Um, spoke to my good friend. She's one of my um, standout Mainers who's inspired me to take this trip with the family. So that's a, that's a positive. It's going to reinforce uh, our enthusiasm and really help us get prepared for this and excited. And... Uh, so it's going to be great. I suggest that you, right now, start planning um, some kind of future trip. Something to be excited for. Something to look forward to. Something to research. Something to uh, rally around as a goal. I mean, it doesn't have to be a trip. It doesn't have to cost anything. It could be a trip to the take your ass to the gym. A trip to a local hiking venue. A trip to a, a little day trip to the beach. Something that you feel you will, will make you better, will fill you up instead of, of draining you. And keep in mind that ever, we all are in this together and don't be a fucking asshole, okay? okay? Rather than arguing with people, just try to find common ground and and meet people with a little grace and refuse to um, argue over stupid shit or things that you can't possibly change, okay? Be excited, you know, meet tomorrow with uh, some goals, some exuberance, some positivity, or else the world will take a giant, smelly, foul, disgusting shit on your face, okay? Huh!